0: This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Loeffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you. You, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is completely wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. So who are these people that do the exact opposite? Well, today I'm joined by my guest host, the lovely Luna G. Luna, are you there?
1: Yes, I'm here, Bob.
0: Luna, you're in Philadelphia, PA, am I right? You know, I was just there not too long ago. It was lovely.
1: Oh, really?
0: Except for the part where it was freezing. But other than that, it was it was fine. It. Now, Luna has uh, her last name sounds like a letter. It's it's G E, but we say Luna G, right?
1: Not quite right? But Oh, um, well, you it's correct hard for me. How do you pronounce it?
0: How do so you pronounce I'm, it? I'm,
1: it's, it's a it's g I'm Chinese oh
0: well so I'm not gonna say last it that name. way no no Ramon <laughs> we're not gonna say it th- no Ramon his said we ain't doing that no you have a movie star name did you ever hear of the famous Luna G movie star
1: no actually
0: oh yeah it was Lu- Ramon remembers this movie it was Luna G Cardi B Brenda Lee Molly B Bobby V and Hump the Wonder Stallion and the three Stooges violate national velvet remember that Ramon he remembers <laughs> Now, Luna, uh, Luna G as we're going to call her, I guess, mm-hmm. from now on, uh, we always start the coaching calls with the headlines of the day. You remember that, don't you?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So I
0: have some right here. These are printed on actual paper, so you know it's real. Uh, it turns out that there was a headline about a, a man tattooed his enf- entire face to resemble a lizard. So now he is half man Half reptile, and yet fully unemployed. So there's that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Luna, tell us. Uh, tell us what's going on with you today.
1: Okay, so it was just you know like any normal day. I was driving to work and I was listening to the fearless, uh, not the coaching call, but the um, the podcast.
0: That was a so normal day. Oh running. my gosh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> driving from the gym. So I was like, huh, I actually do want to get on the podcast because I want to talk about, you know, uh, I have two questions. And
0: That's right. She volunteered. If you would like to be a guest host on the podcast, all you got to do is call Bob and you, you're, we put you right on.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I also want to talk about my experience so far since now I've been a F.A. for about six, seven months.
0: Well, let's hear about that. The
1: experience? Yeah, let's start questions. with that, and
0: then we'll do questions.:
1: Okay, so, um, I'm not a bad agent when I start out. I was an OK a- agent, so I, I have the friend.
0: Leave that off the resume. Agent. I was not <laughs> not a bad agent. <laughs> so,
1: but then when I talked to you, you said, "Oh my God, you're in poverty."
0: And well I was like, what? everything's relative. You know, if uh Bill Gates had Oprah's money, he'd throw himself out a window. So everything's relative. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Well now I know why you said that. Mm-hmm. I know why. But um, anyways, I was on the phone and I'm a talker.
0: Oh I was boy. Just talking, talking, talking. Oh boy. Well and we Bob, only have a half an hour, right, Ramon? Thank God we have but a hard that's break.
1: You know, just to be very efficient and stick to the yes and no, if you ask me questions. But <laughs> overall, it's been, it's been amazing six months. Um, you know, a lot of things has been helping me. I'm only 27 years old. What? So listening. And you sound
0: yeah. like you're 12, but that's okay.
1: What? <laughs> but anyway, just listening to the, the, the coaching call, I want to say is, it really boosts up my confidence level. And it, te- it teaches me how to say no to certain clients and how to get my time back. And I'm really grateful for that because I didn't have the ability to do that. I was busy running around with buyers and have some listings. I pay for leads, you know. But now everything has been changed. So I just want to say everything has been great. Fantastic. Um,
0: By the way, I'm yeah. glad you mentioned yeah, that. Um, no fearless agents will ever need to pay for leads, Um as long as open houses are still legal, which they will be forever, so that's the good news. That's great. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, what do you, what do you what questions do you have that hopefully I can help okay. you with, and others too?
1: Okay, so the first question that I have, and I don't think anybody has been asking on the coaching call, is um, I still have the issue of raising up my commission. Now, I don't have, I don't go on listing appointment with discounted seller. Most of my sellers are from cold calling, mm-hmm. so it's legit appointment. But when I go, I'm so used to getting five percent because that has been the whole area. It's always five, mm-hmm. and there are a few agents, and they've been in the business for ten plus years. They do six. They're with mm-hmm. Remax, Keller Williams, you know, but they have the experience to back it up. It's hard for people to question them that, but I just don't feel I I don't I just don't feel comfortable of putting my commission at 7%. Well, I'm going to give you paper.
0: a I'm going to give you a challenge, okay? Okay. Um I have a uh coaching student who called me yesterday and she's in a market where it's like you everybody charges 5, very few charge 6, no one charges 7. So uh she there the people and it was her very first fearless agent listing presentation so she was not um, she was i think more concerned than she needed to be but she knew that she knew the fearless agent listing presentation and pricing presentation so so she goes and does what we do and then uh, at the end the uh husband you know, the, the the wife has signed the listing agreement, the husband is signing the listing agreement, and he looks to his wife and said, well, you said you were never going to pay 6%, so you got your wish. <laughs> so, so that's how it works. Uh, so so I, I'll just tell you how it happened for me. I was uh, working at one of my many dead-end jobs before real estate. So I'm a high school dropout, never went to college, my resume is very thin. I had a little uh, photography business that I was pretty bad at and then I worked at a camera shop. So the manager of the camera shop, his name is Bob Rogers, and um I see him in Randy's restaurant every morning, you know, every morning I go to the same restaurant and eat 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 breakfast, but uh so I see him there occasionally with his wife, but um he was instrumental in this happening to me. So he encouraged me to get, I told him, hey, I, I, uh, I'm going to get into real estate. And he said, oh, that's a great idea. And cool. he had been like a mentor to me and, you know, he's older than me and, and that kind of stuff. So he said, uh, you know, when you get into real estate, uh, he goes, figure out what the most expensive agents charge and uh, always charge that. Now, as a disclaimer, uh, real estate agents are free to charge whatever they want as long as their broker would go along with it. Only a broker could ever dictate to you as a realtor what you're allowed to charge. You can charge as much or as little as you want, then the commissions are completely negotiable between the agents and their sellers generally. But um, you know, if you charge more, you make more money. So he Mm -hmm. said – I said, well, I know what the most expensive agents charge. They charge 7 percent. But hardly anybody does that. In Scottsdale, Arizona is the most competitive real estate market in the nation because all doctors golf and then they move to Arizona to be a doctor. And then their uh, spouses have nothing better to do except get a real estate license and discount their commission down to nothing because they have crap for skills, right? So everybody charges five, some actually charge four, hardly anybody charges six, and uh, literally nobody charges seven. So uh, I said, well, you know, the, the the most expensive agents ever would charge seven, but, you know, some people charge six. He goes, well, then you're going to charge seven. I said, well, hardly anybody does that, and, and uh, most people, they charge five, you know, and he said, well, you're, you're going to charge seven. I, and then I said, well, uh, what about for friends? And then he said the words that changed my life. He said, you know, if you can't make money off your friends, you can't make money because your enemies won't come to you. And uh, so here's this guy. who He was a buyer for monkey wards, you know, and, and just here he is working at the cameras. This guy had a lot of wisdom. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do that. So I did that. And. And in uh, 21 years of selling real estate in the most competitive market in the nation, I never once charged less than seven, unless it was in land or something, I would charge 10. There was times when I charged more than that. So um, mm-hmm. the reality is this. You thinking you can't charge seven is in your head. And there was a guy that I interviewed on the on this podcast um, that is in um, – my market. And so he came to me. How many how many uh transactions did you do before you talked to me the first time, Luna? Uh, a year.
1: I'm not I would say like between 14 to 15. Yeah.
0: So this guy was that. He did 16 transactions and uh and he said, uh, you know, my goal is to do 60. And I said, "Well, that sounds you know, certainly doable. I go what uh when you take a listing, how much do you charge? He goes, "Oh, I always charge six. I never discount my commission." Uh-huh. I said, "Well, what I want you to do is charge seven and then keep four, and then that would be a thirty percent increase in your income, uh, but actually it's like a fifty percent increase in your income because that first three percent has about 50% expenses attached to it as you know. Well, the yeah. the next 1% doesn't have any expenses attached to it. So it's really like you're earning 50% more. So it's a big deal. So he he just wasn't having it. So he said, "Oh no, Bob, you don't understand my market." And I said, "Well, I I live in your market. I did it in your market, so I think I do, but but he just I just couldn't talk him into it. So um, I said, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a challenge. So I'm going to give you this challenge, Alona. So do you have a listing appointment scheduled that's coming up? Uh,
1: I have one. It's a FISBO. Okay. Saturday at
0: Saturday. So, so if that turns and now, when you when you meet with a FISBO and you're a fearless agent, you give the for sale by owner presentation. And at the end of that, you say, so now that you know the facts – um, and the reasons. Assuming I'm the world's greatest agent, isn't it a pretty good bet that you'd be better off with an agent? I mean, be honest. And they go, "Yeah, this crazy idea of doing it for sale by." I don't know what we were thinking. We you know, we were probably drunk when we thought it up. But they have to say something like that. Like we're yeah, we're done. We know we need an agent. Okay, and then you do your you know fearless agent listing presentation. And then at the end of that, they have to say, yes, we're going to list our house with you tonight. And then you would talk price and you would give the you know fearless agent uh, pricing presentation. And then at the end of that, after they're sold on the price, then you – only then would you ever mention the commission for the very first time when they're basically already signing the listing. So, um, So I'm going to give you the challenge on the next – uh, listing presentation that you go on where you've gone through all of that, and the only thing left is that you know they are going to list with you tonight. Then you then you charge seven, and if they say I will pay you six, Luna, but I'm not going to pay you seven, then you have to walk. Okay, so that's the challenge. Okay, are you up for it?
1: Okay. So yep.
0: So he took the challenge. You know, I said, do you have? Any listing appointments scheduled? He said, yes, I've got this lady, you know, tomorrow night. And I said, well, if you're going to go and you're going to charge seven, and if she says, I will pay you six, but I'm not going to pay you seven, then you're going to walk. And then let me know what happens. So he uh, does not let me know what happens. A whole year goes by. And, you know, we've talked many times because I'm coaching him. But, you know, we just never talked about that. So then he calls me out of the blue one day and he said, uh, you know, I've got a – little success story to tell you. But before I do, he goes, you gave me a challenge a long time ago about charging 7%. I said, that's right. And he goes, well, I don't think we ever talked about it. He goes, I'm going to tell you what happened. He goes, I went. The lady didn't even blink. She signed the listing at 7%. And I have never charged six since then and his his little success story was that he had tr- he had uh scheduled 7 listing appointments in 1 week none of them canceled and 5 of them listed with him in 1 week at 7%. So uh and by the way he did 162 listings in the last uh 12 months. So the moral wow. of the story is the inability to charge 7 is only I- in your head. It really doesn't exist anyplace else. So part of the problem is, and by the way, if if any of this stuff that we talk about here on the little podcast uh, makes sense to you listening and you're earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, like Luna was at one point, and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, If you would like to learn more, you can call me, like Luna did, anytime at 480-385-8810, toll-free, day or night. That is my cell phone number, and let's just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit for you. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we'll just admit that, and I'm still going to help you in any way I can. So. I uh, I love talking to realtors. I don't want anybody to ever think they're bothering me. Uh, don't email me. Don't text me. Just call me at 480-385-8810. And, uh, and f- you can also go to fearlessagent.com. We have a uh, webinar there that you can watch. It's about 45 minutes long. Take notes. There's a, If you go to the speaking page, which is kind of where I sell my little speaking gigs, uh, there 's an excerpt from a two day event that 's about twenty five minutes long that'd be a good thing to watch and takes notes. But my guarantee to you is the free videos on my website would be insanely better coaching than you would pay any other coach any amount of money for and if you ever have a question, of course, you can always call me because we want to help you so um, so here's the here 's the the way to think about it if all you know the the perception among the general public is that all realtors are the same um so if you ever watched the re- i'm I'm addicted to this reality show called botched have you ever seen that show
1: yes i have
0: okay so it's 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 where people who have had horrible uh cosmetic surgery problems gone wrong then they come to these two guys who are able to fix it once and for all their bad nose job that now they look like Porky the Pig or something, and then I'll, and it's quite inspiring in many times as you know. So obviously not all doctors are the same. There are some bad ones and some good ones. So uh, not all. Um, uh, you know contractors are the same if you you I have a friend of mine that's going through a problem with a contractor on her house and uh she picked the wrong contractor so there's problems so but the perception is that all realtors are the same and realtors are perceived as people who give you access to this thing called the MLS and that's the only value that they really have so Uh, And they kind of understand the steps of the process. And if you're just a regular person, you would not understand the steps of the process and you wouldn't have access. So that's why these for sale by owner light companies, you know, they'll for 500 bucks, they'll put you on the MLS and then you're put in there incorrectly. And that ends up making you lose even more money, probably. So the product that Luna sells to her customers is is this? She has an amazing strategy and no other agent has it and it 1,000 percent guarantees her sellers that the buyer is going to grossly overpay for her house, for their house and that they're going to be happy that they did overpay for it just like I'm happy that I overpaid for my house that I'm living in. And they would end up netting tens of thousands of dollars. So, what's your average sales price? Luna G. 200. Luna G.
1: 200. 400? 200. 200.
0: I was going to say $400,000, and I would have to freeze my butt off in Philly? Come on.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Okay, so $200,000, and then when you get 4% of that, I'm doing a calculator for – again, we're doing math on the air, Ramon. We never tire of that. That's the way to ice the crowd. $8,000 would be your gross close commissions, okay? And I want you to do 40 if you're a brand new agent of those. So that would be $320,000 gross close commissions. Now, if you were to do a $200,000 average sales price – At 3%, that would be $6,000, and if you did 40 of those, it would only be $240,000. So we're talking about a real difference in money, and Mm -hmm. the sellers are getting more than they deserve anyway, more than their house is worth, more than any other agent that's not a fearless agent coaching student can ever get them. So every day, I get a call from one of my coaching students, and they say, hey, Bob, you're not going to believe this. But I had this house that I you know listed. It's a $200,000 fair market value house, and we ended up selling it for 250. And the sellers are just you know amazed and you, know, how, to, how do they get so much money, and they love them, and they're sending them referrals and all that kind of stuff. So you can charge what you're worth, and I would argue that if you're only charging seven, you're charging less than what you're worth. I have had agents charge 10 that I coached, actually. So mm-hmm. uh, the moral of the story is, is it's in your head. So you, you take the challenge, and let's see what happens. And uh, I know I already know what's going to happen. What other questions do yeah. you
1: have? Okay, so the other question is um, about three weeks ago, I had a listing. So the listing is a six-month follow-up on a cold call. That they are thinking about selling, but they're not sure. So I went back and then I talked to them during uh, the holidays. And then they called me back a week after, after my follow-up call. They said, hey, we might be ready to sell. So I went, I meet with them, and then they start about two weeks. I went back again. I signed the listing. So the house, in my opinion, the fair market value is around 195 But I suggest them to list it for 189 and what well, I'm, I'm just days, curious,
0: let me we do a okay. thing uh, as fearless agents. We ask them on the phone when we're booking the appointment, the million dollar question. Did you do that?
1: Yes, I did. So what they was their said answer? It like, they said they don't know. Well, if and they, then I pushed them again, mm-hmm. they said one
0: ninety. OK, good. So you got your question answered and then you thought it was worth one ninety five. So our definition of fair market value, Luna G knows this, but for all of you out in radio land, uh, fair market value has to have an objective definition. So it can't have anything to do with comps. It can't have anything to do with what an appraiser thinks. It can't have anything to do with what the seller thinks, certainly. It can't have anything to do with what the realtor thinks. But when it's on the market – uh, if you're getting one showing a day, uh, my 21 years of selling real estate experience and the the 20 after that uh, tells me and any realtor that's been in the business a long time knows, if the market's not tanking, uh, if you're getting a showing a day, it is going to end up selling at that price and that's not going to take you more than 30 days to do that. So you are on the market now, Correct.
1: No, it's pending. So we had – my question is, so we had it on the market for showing for three days. Because it was the holidays, I had them on different time blocks because the, the seller's busy. So mm-hmm. with the two days on the market, we've had total of o- over 20 showings. And Well, well, well hang, hang, about- hang
0: on a second. Let me just make sure I get the story straight. So it's not on lockbox, and people are not allowed to see it whenever they want, Correct.
1: They stay, stay in
0: the house. Say it's, that there's again. No
1: lockbox. The sellers still living the house. There's well, no Well, every, lockbox.
0: every house in Scottsdale, Arizona with sellers living in it, that is for sale, has a lockbox on the door. that's the purpose of the lockbox.
1: The, the husband, I asked him if he wants a lockbox. He said, I don't want a lockbox.
0: Well, then don't that's ask like, him. There's a, okay. there's a little rule of thumb is don't ask people, tell them what's going to happen. Um, Here's 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 the way I would say that. Are you allergic to money? Because it would cost in that price range. There's no way not having a lockbox could lose you less than ten thousand dollars, and it could be twenty, real easy. So that's one little thing I would coach you on. But uh, my definition of fair market value is dependent on its able to be seen whenever the buyers want to see it. And the first rule of business is you don't make people stand in line to hand you money. You, like Circle K or do you have convenience stores like 7-Eleven? They don't say, oh, we're going to be open between 2 and four thirty p.m. and don't use the front side or rear door and make sure you've got your credit checked before you show up to buy your Slurpee. They'll take your money 24 hours a day. So that's why they charge higher prices for milk there than you would pay – at a regular grocery store or directly from the cow at that outlet. So so I think okay. if you were putting all those restrictions on the buyers showing up and you were getting how many showings a day? Uh,
1: in two days period, like 20 showings. So one that's 10 showings
0: a day. 10. Okay. Well, that would have died down and you would have gotten probably five after it settled out. But if you're getting five showings a day, then you know it's worth more than the 195 clearly yeah. you were just mistaken on the price so and they were also mistaken so if you had a lockbox on the door i can see it with my buyer anytime i want to i can bring you money whenever whenever i i want to bring you the money i'm going to guess at 205 that would definitely slow down. You're just at that, at the, at the $100,000 price break, which is tricky, because the number of people that search 200 and below and 205 and below would be, literally be like night and day. So it's a little bit tricky to guess what it would be, but I, I know you're underpriced. It's, it is worth more than 190, certainly, and it's worth more than 195. also what is the, what is it? Is it a regular house?
1: It's a row home, so it's built in 1950, and it's a row home. Um, they finished the basement. They also did a renovation in the upstairs bathroom. They have a like a 10 year old kitchen. So How many
0: crazy. bathrooms? One and a half. Okay. Well, and a row home for those of you in the West is a long narrow thing with touching uh, uh, houses on each side. Correct.
1: Yep, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And you sit out on the stoop, and you know, with your boombox, right? Yeah. Okay. And
1: and it has and like the a movie, in the Rocky
0: movie, I think part. we saw him. So, um oh, yeah. And let's not make fun of things built in the fifties, right, Ramon? No, let's not do that. Okay. Yeah, I was built during the Eisenhower administration, so you know, we're, that's a good thing. It's a good time. Well, I think mm-hmm. that's a highly desirable property, and it's in. And it's Mm -hmm. in a up, you know, up, uh, going up neighborhood because it's downtown, and uh, so
1: it's not downtown, Bob.
0: Well, I mean, it's 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 not out in the it's not out in the farmland. Yeah, yeah. Mm So the fifties were built close to town, you know, not downtown, but close to town. Mm -hmm. It's probably Mm -hmm. about four or five miles from downtown, right? Yeah, I would
1: say Mm so. It's about like ten to fifteen minutes drive. Yeah. To Center City,
0: which in Philadelphia, yep. you can go one mile in ten or fifteen minutes was my experience, but that's just me complaining about traffic so the uh, uh I believe you're underpriced uh but if you know what to say, what how many offers have you had by the way
1: okay, so I don't know if I did it wrong, but when the agent calls me they they will say things like hey, i'm going to send you a cash offer full price mm-hmm. and I just say. It's a multiple offer situation. And I tell them, I said, bring your final and best.
0: Well, you're never going to say that again me. after this day. Okay. I
1: know. Yeah. I listened to your coaching call. You said never right. say final so best. So the, the dumbest thing
0: that the real estate industry has ever come up with, and it's all over the place, is it, you want to create a situation. And this is a situation that only fearless agents know how to do because I invented it. So in my mind... The seller should have the right to sell their house to the buyer who wants to pay the most and has the ability to pay the most. Would you agree, Luna? I agree. And I think that the buyer who wants to pay the most, uh, who has the ability to, like cash for for certain, should get to pay the most and not have someone else beat them out because of a timing thing. So the two things that are the dumbest ideas ever, one is the artificial deadline. We're not going to review offers or we're not going to respond to offers until this such and such a date. Now only feckless, languid, gastropod listing agents, lazy slackers would come up with an idea as stupid as that which would hurt the seller. And then the highest and best, how would you come up with that idea if you weren't lazy listing agent, unwilling to make phone calls and and deal with offers? So those are stupid, stupid ideas, but they're everywhere. The only dumber idea would be the escalation clause. All these ideas that you see in the real estate industry are complete ridiculous crap. So – and if, you, and if you don't understand why, you can call me at 480-385-8810, and I can explain it in great depth. So never do highest and best again. And then, yeah, I
1: realized that after the coaching call.
0: Right. Last, we, last coaching call we did, we back. went in great depth. So you know the words to say. Um, and by the way, um, I want to thank you for volunteering to be on the podcast. I really appreciate that, Luna G. Now, if you would like to refer business to Luna G in Philadelphia, she will do a fantastic – it's the city of brotherly love and no parking. I noticed that. You can't park anywhere. (laughs) But uh, you can call her at 814-933-9250, toll-free day or night. She'll do a fantastic job for you. And once again, uh, we want to thank all of you for joining us today. So please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes. Until next week, Luna knows what we do. We always have fun, right, Luna? Mm Uh-huh. Now that you have all these amazing skills, Luna, you must be humble. But more important,
1: be fearless. Thanks, gang.